0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Ah, What a great, incredible morning. For those that are joining us live, thank you for being here. Those that are joining at any point, we appreciate it, today's a special. We're we're gonna break from the usual programming today um, to address what I believe is some of the big misconceptions that are found in Yom Kippur. This is an incredible incredible day. It really is one of the greatest days of the entire Jewish calendar and I think over the course of at least my own growth, maybe you've had the same feeling. It has been it has become a day filled with trepidation for those that are taking it seriously. For those that aren't as scared, just maybe inconvenience. We don't like not eating. We're Jews. We don't like standing for those that are going to attend synagogue for long periods of time. It disrupts. We go through a certain period in our lives and we're like in a zone. And Yom Kippur seems to step in and in a way get in the way. I wanna explain to you a little bit as to what this is in my learning and my understanding of it and why it is literally the greatest day of the year. It could be hard. I mean, a lot of things in life are hard and they're great at the same time. Being hard and being great are not mutually exclusive. Act many times the things that are the hardest are the greatest. It's hard to play in the Super Bowl. It's hard to give birth. It's hard to run a marathon, right? It's hard to do things that are the most, that we look back on and say, this was the most important thing that we did, or the things that give us the most joy. Pain doesn't necessarily preclude depth and happiness, What, what blocks us from that level of happiness is not pain, it's misunderstood pain. So when we think, think the things that we have are for nothing, running down, if I would run down a highway because someone would point a gun to my head and say, run, it would be the worst day of my life. If I put on a number and have people to my right and to my left and everyone cheering along the way, I'd be like, this is amazing. Right? It just all depends on how you understand what you're going through. So let's begin with our coffee. Okay. One of the great misconceptions that we think that at the core of of Yom Kippur, it's the Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment took place in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment. Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnah, teaches us that everyone passes before God and God judges them. Yom Kippur has a different experience. The only reason why we connected to judgment is because it's actually a gift that God gives us. Because God can judge us in half a second, less. The reason why he stretches the judgment period past Yom Kippur is because he's being good to us. Remember, everything we do is connected to an original time in which we did it. So Yom Kippur is is representative of an anniversary of ours. The Jews got out of e- out of Egypt. If you remember the story. They traveled through the desert. They got to Mount Sinai, and God gave them the Torah. God gave them the book, but it was more than that. God gave them an offer of marriage. The imagery of the Torah of of Mount Sinai is the imagery of a bride and a groom. It's the love that God expressed for us and says, will you be mine? And the Jews said yes. And that moment at Mount Sinai was a moment of connection between the Jews and God that never happened before, never, hopefully we'll see it again, but hasn't happened since. There was a breakdown of the physicalness that we typically have that blocks us from the ability to experience a spiritual being and as a result we were connected moses went up for 40 days to get so to speak the rest of it when he came down he found the jewish people serving a golden calf now just to explain to you how crazy this is of course it's at their level but serving a golden calf—that's forty days after experiencing revelation in God. The Talmud relates that to cheating to a woman cheating on her husband under the chuppah. That's how that's how intense that sin was. Can you imagine the imagery of a woman cheating on her husband under the chuppah? They were at the they were at the foot of Mount Sinai. It was a minute before God revealed, like, can you imagine the level of destruction spiritually that that sin took place again at their level? Moses goes up, the Jews survive, and Moses basically goes back and forth with God for the next period of time, just to see what happens to the Jewish people. And on the first day of Elul, which was the month that was the last month, God calls Moses back up and says, I want the Jews back. And the Jews clearly wanted God back. And the Jews are waiting to see what happens. Moses, they're not getting the the feed. Moses didn't have Zoom in heaven and they were watching it. They were just sitting down there like, what's going to be? Will Moses die? Is God going to, what's going to happen? Did God reject us? And on the day of Yom Kippur, they see Moses walk down the mountain. Can you imagine what it must have felt like to be standing in the desert? Remember, this all took place months earlier, the sin of the the golden calf. Weeks upon weeks of what's going to be with us. Will God reject us? Does God love us any longer? Are we his nation anymore? What happened to that marriage that we once had? Did we ruin it? And if you can imagine the scene of the Jewish people, can you imagine what it must have felt like for the nation to stand and to look up and see Moses come back down on that mountain with new tablets, signifying the relationship again. God didn't reject us. He loves us. He wants us. That feeling of we're back, that feeling of we're, we're, we, will, we will continue to be in his embrace. That's Yom Kippur. It is the anniversary of the couple coming back together. It is the anniversary of God saying, I love you forever. Although you hurt me in a way, of course it's God. You can't hurt God, but theoretically, like in our own minds, although you did something that could have destroyed our relationship forever, I, I my love for you runs so much deeper than that. That's what Jim Kipper is. It's a day of love. Along the way, we get used to the imagery of the big bad wolf god who holds back all the good stuff and needs us to like bow and pray and maybe he'll like release a little good to us. Now, I don't mean to downplay the seriousness of actions and what they mean spiritually. Our actions matter. What we do has impact on the spiritual world and impact on our relationship with God. I don't want to downplay that to be like, you can do whatever you want. But how that now becomes, God is hovering over us and people come to Yom Kippur And again, if they're taking it seriously and they're like panicked, if they're not, they're inconvenienced. Can you imagine the disconnect between what the day is supposed to be? A day of total and complete love between God and his nation. And that means God in you, not God in the holy people in his nation. Me, you. We don't get this because first of all, we don't feel worthy of God's love. We feel like we're not. We're not worthy of these things. That's just our own insecurities. It's like a little kid feeling like he's not worthy of his parents' love because he doesn't get the same grades as his brother or sister. And kids Mm -hmm. vie for parents' love because... They see they're not as good as the other ones. It's just an immaturity and the inability to understand love from the place of a parent. parent's love isn't finite. A parent's love isn't conditional. Love that God has for us isn't conditioned on whether or not we step up. The love that God has for us is infinite. We don't believe that. But he tells it to us every day when we pray. We say God's love says, I have loved you in incredibly great love. In fact, if you dive in in a certain nusach in a certain way, we say "Avat olam." That's how the Sfarim do it. "Avat olam." "Avat olam" means it's an eternal love. I love you eternally, God says. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Just think about that for a second. What did we do to be worthy of the love of the creator of the universe? Now Yom Kippur, the anniversary of the representation of that love. So what takes place on Yom Kippur is this incredible bond in which God wants nothing more than to connect to us again, the way we were connected once before. Can you imagine how connected the Jews felt in the desert? Can you imagine how, how warm their heart was when they saw Moses come down that mountain? Can you imagine how they felt, how close they felt to God? Maybe even closer than on Mount Sinai. Because you feel closer to your loved ones after you make up. Right When you fight with someone that you love and then rekindle, the closeness is much stronger than it was in the beginning. So can you imagine the love that the Jews felt for, the, for God at that moment? That may have been the largest expression of love ever in Jewish history for the first time. And so what the goal of Yom Kippur is is to get us back to that love get us back to that bond this word in Hebrew is called devekut, and when you bond with God at a level where you are connected as you connect to God at that level everything that is yours that was impure or a sin or a mistake anything that is not pure Immediately becomes pure. There's a line that I don't have in front of me because my, the book that I learned that is in the other room. It's from the Nisibushel. It's from if you can look here at the thing. It's those red books in the corner. In this yesterday, the good friend of mine. And the concept is when you are bonded to purity, you become pure. When you walk into a place of health, you become healthier. The goal of Yom Kippur is not to hover and to separate from God, waiting for him to put you in the right book, hoping to get home, start your bagel, move on with your life. The goal of Yom Kippur is to take one day of your life and try as much as humanly possible, as much as we can in our bodies that we have, in the desires that overwhelm us, as much as we can in our finite way of seeing the world sort of. Remove the blocks just for a moment in time. You don't have to keep it. It's not like if I do this, now I'm this forever. It's just a one moment in time where it's almost beyond time. Where God changes the spiritual world to enable us to ascend beyond our physicalness. There's a prosecuting angel that's always around us. It's called the Satan. Satan is a play off that. Satan is the numerical value of 364, and the Talmud tells us, this isn't Charlie, this is the Talmud, right? I'm not making this stuff up. This is the Talmud. Greatest rabbis, arguably, you know, in the tradition of this is the Talmud. Ha Satan is Miracle 364 because God and the Sun calendar has 365 days a year, and there's one day a year where He doesn't enable that angel that speaks badly on us, that makes the world fair, to speak out. Whatever it is that we want he gives us He shuts the door to anyone who says but they don't mean it but they're going back but they don't know you but they didn't spend time with you they don't really fully believe in you because i don't care step out i'm one day with my kids what can i get for you kitties the reason we say sorry on Yom Kippur isn't because we're worried. We say sorry on Kippur because it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. God just says, yes, 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 sure, sure, forgiven, 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 forgiven. And so when we have an opportunity to be connected at this level, we don't want anything to block us. We want to tell him, I'm so sorry I did that, and I'm sorry I did that. It's not because I'm worried that you're going to say it's too bad. It's because I just want you to know everything about me. Because I know that today's the day in which nothing gets between us. Because it's the day in which all you want is to bring me close. And as I'm coming close, I know that that thing that I did is separating us. I know that my, my background is causing me to, to separate from you. I know that the excuse of A or B or C, I know that I don't know. I I'm All this stuff, I'm a human being. Don't you think I want a relationship to the creator? Don't you think I want a deeper, meaningful life? Don't you think I want to feel your presence in my life? I heard as a kid that if I do that, then I got to change my whole life. Then I heard from this guy that I'm going, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know I want you. I just want to feel you. I want my life to have every level of purpose and meaning that it can when it is connected to the divine. I want my kids to have this. I want my friends to have this. I want the world to have this. The um, Kipper God says, you just come. Just come. All the stuff that we do in Yom Kippur, no eating, no drinking, no shoes, all that stuff. Those are just blocks we're removing to get us away from the usual physicalness that is normal for a physical person. That's why we have a custom. For those that are going to go to synagogue, there's a custom. When you say the Shema, there's a line you say Baruch Hashem in quietly because it's only meant for the angels. We say it out loud because On Yom Kippur, we're angelic. It's incredible to be an angel, to somehow transcend a little bit higher past one's body one day a year. It's a day in which we're striving upwards. Know that as we get closer, we are being embraced once again by our Father in Heaven. There's no day like this. And yeah, we want to have a good life. We want to get into the good book, and we pray for that. But there's no greater book than the book where God is running our lives. There's no greater success than success that we feel God in our presence. There's nothing greater in life than the level of meaning and purpose that that relationship has. And that's available on Yom Kippur. In a way that is unlike any other day. It's a day of complete and utter love. In the old days when we had a temple, the whole world, the whole every the whole country would stand around that high priest and he would do these things and we the people would see god's presence he would say the names of god that would bring the energy in more and people would feel at their level whereas as they felt the divine energy in this world they would have to bow they would be overwhelmed that's what this day is the gift that we have is we take the judgment day and we wrap it around this day because we know that if we just take judgment through Yom Kippur and just keep on saying sorry, God's like, okay, all right, all right. Like going to a judge and then he's a tough guy and then he takes off his mask and it's your dad. And he's like, oh, fine. I'll see you back in the house. Tell your mother I'll see you. I'll be home at six. I'm going to get you in trouble. If I do, your mother's going to kill me. Clear, 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 clear. Mosh Hashanah was a day where God's the melech, the king. Yom Kippur is a day where God's your dad more than that God's your beloved that's our job on Yom Kippur take it seriously of course it's a serious day but don't take it seriously to in order to get to a book and then to get out you're not coming in and like getting it what you need and leave. And if you if you if you're praying in your house because of this whole virus thing, or you're praying in a shul and don't just say the words again. We're not living in normal times. Push, we should push ourselves to bring our hearts into it. It's not just the words that we say. It's the hearts that's part of it. When you're when you're related to somebody, you know that I can't just say words. They can feel my heart. That's how it is in Yom Kippur. It's not just saying words. It's bringing my heart into this day. and Pushing myself emotionally to try to find God, to try to give him more of me, to delve into my own blocks, and to apologize. Not because I need him to give me, because I want to be closer. And because his arms are open and he's saying, whatever you apologize for, the answer is sure. We got 25 hours. How in the world can we eat when you got 25 hours along with the creator of the universe? That's the mentality. And if we go in to Yom Kippur with the mentality of love, desire, I want to find you when I leave this day. I may not be able to do this again. But I don't want to leave the same that I came in. I know I'm running a minute or two. Let me end with this, with this, this story, this imagery. I'm sorry for the waiting room that just came up to us. Andy's going to post this again on the on the WhatsApp chats. I want to end with this one thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. remember reading about a man named Eli Cohn. Eli Cohn's a hero. Eli Cohn, Eli Cohn. He was an Israeli spy that was a spy in Damascus. He was an Israeli spy against Syria. Remember, we fought wars against Syria. And they were, he was able to get in, infiltrate to the highest level, know where the spots were, where there were all these tanks. And he really helped Israel. He had a family. They lived in Israel. He had a wife. He had kids. And he would go to, to Syria for periods of time. But before Eli Kohn was discovered in his apartment, tortured, and then ultimately hung, he came home. And his wife, she says, she sensed that this would be her last time seeing her husband. She loved her husband. He loved her. They were doing this for the state of Israel. They were doing this for the Jewish people. And she didn't know how to put her finger on it, but she sensed it. She speaks about that day before he left. And I think about that a lot. What It must have been like for her to say goodbye to her husband for the last time. He didn't know, she knew. It happens sometimes. I bet you that there was a sense of like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I just not like I'm scared. I'm sorry because I want there to be nothing between us. I want to know that I want to know that it's me and you. And I'm sorry if ten years ago or two years ago. I bet you that day they didn't go to the market or fight over the kid. I bet you that day they were just together. And the relationship was just so overwhelmed with love that they didn't want anything to separate them. Even if they would never get it again. That in a way is Yom Kippur. The creator of the universe, it's so hard to grapple with God. It's so hard to understand Him. It's so hard to be finite in an infinite world. It's so hard to manage a world, especially now. It's so hard to live in this world and grapple with. I don't know how this works. I don't know how. I don't know how to live with god and in in this weird way that we've been we've learned he comes into this world with a heightened presence during this period of time and he's leaving not he doesn't leave but the level of presence is leaving on the night after Yom Kippur When you hear that shofar, the end of the synagogue services, for those who've never gone, there's a shofar that blows and God, so to speak, before he sort of like goes back up to the heavens, even though it's just divine energy, we're alone with him for a day, just us and God, me and you, special. We don't apologize because we're trying to get more stuff. We apologize because we don't want anything to block us. Nothing should get in the way. And if you can really, if me and you can really try that, one day, real, raw, raw, we'll be different people. We come out of that, can't think that far in advance. Blessing is, we should experience something special on Yom Kippur. Something that I know and you know is inarticulate. You can't even bring it into words. It should change us, and make us bigger people and better people. Again, I want to apologize if I ever said anything that. Hurt us, hurt anybody, or was insensitive to anybody. Of course, that wasn't my goal. I want to thank you for being a part of the show. I want to bless you with an incredible year filled with happiness and health and success, connection, both physically and spiritually. Maybe this may this year be the best year of our lives, and may every year get only better. Have an incredible fast, have an incredible Yom Kippur, and with God's help. I cannot wait to catch up with you. See you again on the other side, Tuesday morning. Easy fast, meaningful fast. Thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing you then.